Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Our present study is entitled, Reasons to Believe, and we have been asking questions and seeing if there is reasons to believe that the truths that are given in Scripture, the truths that Christians hold is basic to their faith, can they stand the scrutiny of logic and reason? The present question that we are looking at is this, is Jesus the only way to heaven? Now, this is what the Scripture teaches, and this is what Jesus said in John fourteen six: I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that is what the Bible teaches, but a recent survey in the U.S. gave different results. They asked the question, what was the qualification for heaven? What reason would you give in order that you could enter heaven? We saw that 2% of the population said, well, I've never hurt anyone. 5% said, I've tried to keep the Ten Commandments. 8% said, I go to church. 10% said, I believe in God. And 15%, I've done the best I could. And 60%, I'm basically a good person. Now, over the last couple of days, we've been looking at each one of these responses. And we have tried to reasonably look at them and see if they would be valid reasons to enter heaven. And we have found that they all are wanting. We come to this uh, second to last one. And let's look at this response. 15% of the people said, well, I've done the best I could. Now, this is an interesting response, but it is one I suppose that a lot, well, 15% of the population would say, I've done the best I could. When you think about that for a moment, the first thing that comes to my mind is, has anyone ever done the best that they could? When you go back and look at your life or you look back at how you handled a situation or how you handled a relationship, could you honestly say that you had done the best you could? Is there not anything more that you could have done? Were you lacking in nothing that you could have done better? No, I don't think anyone has ever done the best that they could. But let's say that you have done that, that you have done your level best and that's all that could be asked of you. Is that enough for you to gain entrance to heaven? I remember a number of years ago being in high school and having a test, and when the results came back, every single person in the class had failed. No one had achieved a passing mark, and the teacher handed out all the marks, and of course everyone was sort of devastated, and then he said, you know, that was a difficult test, and probably more difficult than what you could have handled at your level, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to put everybody's mark on a bell curve, and that will be your grade. I had not heard what a bell curve was, and maybe you haven't, but it's a certain graph that shows a certain percent of people get a certain area of marks, and then the clump of people are in the middle, and then there's a few people that fail. And all of the marks were put on this curve, and as a result, those passed or didn't. In other words, you were graded against how someone else did, not necessarily the absolute mark that you got on the test. Now, a lot of people feel that that's how God's going to grade us. Hey, we're all going to fail. 
you know, we make the statement, hey, we're all human, as if we're all going to fail. So obviously God understands that we're all human and therefore he's going to make an allowance for it. And he can't expect us all to live right and holy and, and do what's proper and just. And I'll just do the best I can. And compared to everyone else, I, I think I'll do okay. But that's not what the teaching of Jesus was. In Matthew 5, in verse 48, he said this, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now here is a real sober truth. If you want to know what the passing grade is on God's scale, it's 100%. If you want to know what the qualification is for heaven, it's perfection. It's not any sin. Now that is amazing, but the scripture tells us very clearly in Revelation 21 and verse 27, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. There is no sin that's going to enter heaven. And yes, we've all failed and we've all fallen short, but there is no allowance. Justice is justice. God's truth is God's truth. The soul that sins shall surely die. The wages of sin is death. And that's the bad news, that we all fall short of what God wants us to be. Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 says this, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have all together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Now, this is the teaching of the Bible. Now, does this mean that no one has ever done a kind act? No, it doesn't mean that, that no one has ever uh, done something that's good or kind. But what he's saying, there is no goodness in us that allows us to reach the standard that God requires of us to have entrance into his presence in an eternal way forever in heaven. We all fall short. The way the scripture puts it in another place is that if you have violated one law, you become guilty of them all because the standard is perfection. It is 100%. And that's why this last reason that's given by the people in this survey is insufficient. 60% of the people said, well, I'm basically a good person. Why would they say that? They say that because they compare themselves to someone else. Comparatively, some people are good. They are better than other people. But it doesn't mean that they reach the standard that is required. You know, if you took all the people in the world and you lined them up in order of their goodness, there would be somebody in the world that would be the most holy, the most righteous, the most kind, the most loving person in the world. I don't know who that person is, but there is someone in the world that is the most righteous. You know, maybe we would say it was a Mother Teresa. She's passed on now, but, you know, we look at her life as she lived on the streets of Calcutta and she helped the poor and the dying and the diseased and gave her life for it. And, and Mother Teresa is revered around the world and say, well, you know, what a holy saint she was. Then on the other end of the scale, down at the, there is a person in the world that is the absolute worst, miserable, scoundrel, sinner that's ever lived. I don't know who that would be. You know, just recently on, on the television, they had the story of Charles Manson, who led his group of followers and brutally murdered 
an actress and, and so forth. There are the Charles Mansons of the world. There's the Hitlers of the world. There's the, the evildoers. I don't know who that person might be, but there is someone in the world who is the worst person who ever lived. So let's, let's look. at we, we had them all lined up. There's the, the most righteous person, Mother Teresa. And on the other end, there's someone like a Charles Manson who is the worst person. And everybody else in the world lines up between those two individuals. Somewhere I'm standing. Somewhere you're standing. Now, the point we need to ask ourselves, where is the cutoff point for those that go to heaven and those that don't go to heaven? We usually judge it and say, if my good works just outweigh my bad works, then I'll probably go to heaven. You know, if I score like sort of a 50, it's a passing mark. You know, in school, if you get a 50, you've passed. I never got a 70, I never got an 80, someone got in the 90s, but I got a 50, I passed. What is the passing grade? Well, this is what I've been saying. The passing grade is 100%. And so it doesn't matter how you compare to someone else. It doesn't matter whether you say, well, I'm better than my neighbor, or I'm better than those hypocrites who go to church. It doesn't matter. We all fall short. It's as if we have to jump a golf in order to get to the other side and we all are jumping. Some people can jump five feet. Some people can jump 10 feet. The record holder in the long jump is somewhere, I'm not sure exactly, somewhere 28, 29, 30 feet. That is the record for the person who can jump the furthest. And if we compared ourselves among each other, the person that can jump 20 feet might look down on the person that can only jump 10 feet and say, hey, listen, I can jump twice as far as you. I'm twice as good as you at jumping. But the problem is we're jumping the Grand Canyon. It's 10 miles across. And you can line the whole human race up along the cliff and everybody can jump. Some can jump further than others, but everyone's going to fall short. That's why the scripture says there is none righteous. No, not one. We all fall short. So all of these reasons, I've done the best I could, or I'm basically a good person, will not be good enough for us to reach heaven. There is only one, the one who was perfect, the one who made the bridge across that gulf, and that's Jesus Christ. This is why the leaders in the early church did not stress works, but encouraged people to believe in Jesus. There's a story in Acts chapter 10 of a man by the name of Cornelius. And it describes him as being, in verse 2 of chapter 10, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Now, this was a good man, a religious man compared to others. He prayed, he feared God, he gave alms. This is a person that we would admire today and say, this is someone that surely must be acceptable before God. But the Lord sent an angel to him and told him to send to Joppa and to find Peter. And it says in chapter 11, verse 13, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. This man was not saved. His good works did not save him. God saw his sincerity and his good works. And he was then led to a Christian leader who was going to tell him words whereby he would be saved. And Peter preached to him Jesus, told him that Jesus is the only way of salvation. 
The Holy Spirit fell on them. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and became saved. Folks, Jesus is the only way. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Don't rely on your own works. Don't rely on what you can do, but put your trust in Jesus Christ. Let me pray with you before I go today. Father, your word says that you so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I ask, Lord, for each person that's listening today, that they would come to the full understanding that their best moment that they have ever lived will not satisfy the requirement that you have for heaven, but that you gave your Son for us to have a free gift of salvation. Lord, may this understanding come to each person, and may they act on it, Lord, and may they be saved. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.